What's up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to this Monday edition of Locked on Dolphins. Ahead of Monday night football, prime time, the Miami Dolphins versus the New Orleans Saints. And we're coming off one hell of a weekend. The Dolphins got a whole lot of help and suddenly find themselves in control of their own destiny in the AFC playoff race. Let's talk about what we got to look forward to against the Saints and what happened this weekend here on Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to another episode of Locked on Dolphins. This is your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, your host here on Locked on Dolphins. I want to thank you for making Locked on Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. And we had quite an eventful day yesterday. Uh, The football gods haven't been known to smile on the Miami Dolphins very frequently. Uh, This has been generally a hard luck franchise for the past 15, 20 years or so. Um, But I, I, I cannot remember in recent memory a time in which the Dolphins went into a weekend needing help from other teams and effectively getting it at every step of the way. Uh, The only thing that did not go the Dolphins' way this past weekend before tonight's game, of course, against the Saints, uh, which is yet to be determined, is uh, the Indianapolis Colts defeating the Arizona Cardinals despite playing four backups on the offensive line. on Saturday night, but you came into to Monday or Sunday and you knew Bill's Patriots was a monumental game as it pertained to the Dolphins and their playoff standings. The Bills f- pulled through. Uh, they took care of business. They defeated the New England Patriots. Mac Jones looked underwhelming to say the least, looked like a rookie quarterback. Uh, and with how good the Dolphins defense is playing these days, You got to think if Miami takes care of business and gets into a home environment situation, they're going to be really well positioned to make life difficult for Mac Jones. But then the Chargers offered an all-time stinker, laid a total bomb, absolute egg of a game, losing to the Houston Texans, giving up 41 points to the Houston Texans. Quarterback Justin Herbert threw a couple of interceptions, including one that was returned for a touchdown when they were trying to climb back into the game. You're kind of watching the box score, that and Buffalo, New England happening at the same time. And it's kind of like, oh, okay, like this is an interesting twist. And them losing that game hasn't necessarily opened the door for Miami to have more wiggle room, but it kind of underscores the unpredictability of the AFC's uh, wild card race. And then Baltimore gets boat raced by Cincinnati, by Cincinnati. Cincinnati made a run at putting 50 points up on them. And then in the four o'clock game, Pittsburgh got shelled and could have given up 50 points against Kansas City. And here's where we stand. And I'm sure you've seen this on social media. If, if you listen to this podcast or watching this on YouTube, Locked on Dolphins, make sure you like the video, hit subscribe. 
If the Dolphins win tonight, they are the AFC seven seed entering into week 17 with two weeks to play. The events of yesterday have left the Dolphins in a position where if they win their final three games, they are in the playoffs. No questions asked. No questions asked. And of course, it's not like Miami hasn't been in a position to control their own destiny in years past. Just last year, they went into week 17 with, if you win, you're in. They went into week 16 with, you win your final two games against the Raiders and the Bills, and you'll make the playoffs. That didn't materialize. So it's not the fact that Miami is in control of their own destiny with a couple of weeks left. And God bless us, we're playing meaningful football uh, two days after Christmas with the way that this season started. But it's the fact that everybody that had leverage to gain over Miami didn't close the deal. And now the pressure falls on Miami tonight, most specifically, to take care of business. Do what good teams do and show up and take care of business. We don't really know in its entirety what this team is because it was such a dramatic polar opposite outcomes for each half of the season to this point in time. But all, all I'm going to say is this, looking at the Saints and their situation. Here are the players that are currently listed on rlads.com as on the reserve COVID-19 list. Ryan Ramchek, starting right tackle, one of the best offensive tackles in football. James Carpenter, offensive guard. Jordan Mills, backup right tackle. Adam Troutman, starting tight end. Jawan Johnson, third string tight end. Taysom Hill, quarterback. Trevor Simeon, quarterback. We already know Jameis Winston's on IR. Dwayne Washington, running back, COVID. Defensive tackle, Christian Ringo. Defensive end, Carl Granderson. Defensive end, Jalen Holmes. Starting linebacker, Caden Ellis. Starting linebacker, Demario Davis, one of the best Mike linebackers in football. Starting safety, Malcolm Jenkins. Safety, Jeff Heath. JT Gray. And the team added a couple of players that were practice squad players that were probably going to be lined up to play in this football game, including Malcolm Roach and, and um, Kavari Russell. If the Saints are down that bad, as far as players available to play in the game, let's not gloss over the New Orleans Saints. Right, They still have a number of really, really, really good players. Teron Armstead's questionable play. I'd imagine he'll probably play because if he doesn't, then you're looking at James Hurst and Caleb uh, Beninock as your starting offensive tackles. I'd imagine they're going to at least get Armstead to try to go. Michael Thomas is on IR, or so your wide receivers are already missing their best player. But even amidst all this, They'll probably have Toronto Armstead available to them. Eric McCoy, Cesar Ruiz are two really good offensive linemen. So there's three really good offensive linemen potentially playing. Alvin Kamara is one of the best running backs in football. Marcus Davenport and Cameron Jordan, really good pass rush duo. Quan Alexander is an accomplished linebacker. 
Marcus Williams is a really good safety. Chauncey Garner-Johnson's a really good safety. Plays in the nickel. Marshawn Lattimore's a really good corner. There's still some really good football players aligned to play for the Saints. So Miami, you can't show up and expect to win tonight and moonwalk in there feeling good about yourselves because the football gods throw you a bone. Because if you do that, you end up looking like the, the Los Angeles Chargers with a bunch of egg on your face. And you look like goofballs because you got boat raced by a team you shouldn't have lost to. I would have been fascinated to know what an even strength matchup this could have turned into. There's no question. The only advantage the Saints have right now is they're playing at home. They do not have a personnel advantage because they are so undermanned because the team has been smacked with reserve COVID-19 designations. But you got to take care of business. And that, again, goes back to Miami remembering the shoes that they were in last year, those players who were on the team last year. The job was there, and you didn't finish the job. You suddenly find yourself, the stars have aligned. You are in control of your own destiny in the AFC playoff race. You win your next three games, you will make the postseason. Remember how it turned out last time. Keep that focus. Keep that energy. Do not take this stuff for granted. And if you do, you might regret it. But if you don't, you have the chance to do something really, really special. I don't want to talk to you guys about you know what that something special is relative to the spectrum of expectations for the Dolphins, but not before I remind you guys the holidays may have passed, but you could still buy yourself a delicious box of Built Bar or two or three or four or five by visiting Built.com. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on other bars. They are absolutely positively delicious. They got a dozen different flavors for you to choose from. And, you know, whether you're looking for something that's keto-friendly, post-workout snack, uh, meal replacement, delicious food in general, Built Bar can be it. So visit Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your next order. That is Built.com, promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. So... Let's take a little stroll down memory lane. The Dolphins last year were in control of their own destiny and could not quite manage to close the deal. Who remembers the last time before that Miami was in a late season position in December and laid an egg? I'm sure you all will remember 2018 in which the Dolphins, courtesy of the Miami Miracle, unseated the New England Patriots, who would go on to win the Super Bowl that year, to move to 7-6 and six with three games left to play. Minnesota, Jacksonville, and Buffalo. They lost all three. They couldn't surpass 225 yards of offense in any of those three football games. Adam Gase, late in the season, lost the locker room. But 7-6... and six, chance to go to the postseason and they fell flat and you know what's painful is if you review that that seven and nine was second in the afc east that season 
very easily could have turned out differently if the team did not completely fall apart at the seams. Who remembers the Joe Philbin years? Which Joe Philbin's Dolphins were routinely game or two above 500 late in the year, only to fall apart and take your breath away by just how bad things got. The 2014 Miami Dolphins. They finished that year 8-8. Eight and eight. They won on the walk-off safety against the Minnesota Vikings to go to 30 or to go to 8 and 7. And then they lost to the New York Jets 37 to 24 in week 17 and let it slip through their fingers. That was a painful one too. In which the Dolphins had to close the deal late in the year. And they could not do it. The Buffalo Bills ended up finishing nine and seven and finishing second place in the AFC East. The cruel twist about that is even if that were the case, Miami would have needed help uh, to make the playoffs in 2014. But 2013, the year before that, there was a nine and seven Chargers team that made the playoffs as a wild card team, and the Dolphins finished at eight and eight. And you know what they did? They lost their last two football games. They were at eight and six and lost ugly, ugly games, 19 to nothing at Buffalo against the Bills and 20 to seven at home against the Jets with a wild card place on the line. Those two games, five turnovers on offense. They managed six first downs against the Bills, 103 yards offense in that game, 296 yards of offense against Jets. The list can go on and on and on for all the opportunities that Miami has had late in the year to try to close the deal. Couldn't do it. And I think that's what sticks with me about the opportunity that is afoot here for the Dolphins. By the way, 2010 finished seven and nine, lost their last three. They were seven and six. Lost at Buffalo, or excuse me, at home against Buffalo and the Detroit Lions, and then got boat raced against the Patriots uh, 38 to seven. Seven turnovers in those final three games. The Dolphins have a chance to prove that this iteration of the franchise is different than the 2010 team and the 2013 team and the 2018 team. Because those were teams that are in the exact same position that the Dolphins find themselves in now. Opportunity is ripe for the picking. But you have to take care of your own to seize that opportunity. And it starts tonight against the Saints with against a team that is grossly undermanned because of COVID protocols. I don't care that it's in New Orleans. I don't care that they're having a blackout. You guys got to take care of business. And if you want to build a sustainable winner, it's the, the guys that you've brought into this program who have been a part of winning organizations, winning programs at the college level, that this moment's not going to be too big for those guys. It's their time to shine. It's Tua Tagovailoa's time to shine. It's Jalen Waddle's time to shine. 
It's Eric Rowe's time to shine as a guy who spent time with the Patriots. It's Christian Wilkins' time to shine as a guy who won a national championship with the Clemson Tigers. Raquan Davis. Jerome Baker at Ohio State. A lot of you guys have played at big-time programs or have played and found success in other franchises across the league. Successful ones. Finding winners was a theme as part of this roster-building process. And finding winners, finding guys who know how to win, finding guys who expect to win. This is when it shows. So who's going to be the guy that steps up to the plate and makes the big play to give this team the confidence that this is not same old Dolphins? Because you're going to need to do it tonight, and then in six days you're going to have to go do it against the Tennessee Titans. And then you're at home in a potential winner-take-all. Would not be surprised if that game gets flexed into primetime because the Pats got the Jags next week. They're winning that football game which means you could be walking into week 18 if you take care of business tonight and you beat the Titans. It can be win or go home. This is a big, big opportunity, guys. This is a big moment in this regime, this rebuild. And we, first of all, we as thrilled as we are to be here, we can't just be happy to be here. The team or the fans. Oh, yeah, it's it's great. It's a great opportunity. It's only great if you seize it. And that's what I'm spending a lot of my energy today focused on is remembering that you still have to do what you need to do. Do I think they can do it? Yes, I absolutely do. I think they've got... A great opportunity tonight to dictate the line of scrimmage if the Saints are undermanned. I don't really think they've got a passing game that constantly threaten you down the field. So crowd the box, make running the football real rough for them. Play smart. Don't give them short fields. Be efficient throwing the football. See if you can maintain the success you had this past week. On some of their some opportunities to be had in that regard against the Titans. Titans, yes, they're playing for the number one seed. That's all fine and dandy. But the Dolphins are playing for their playoff lives. Tennessee, 10 and 6. They're in really good position. They've got a tiebreaker, or 10 and 5, excuse me. They've got tiebreaker against the Colts. They swept the Colts this year. And they get a layup in week 18. No Derrick Henry. They get a little bit of rest, yes. A couple extra days. But you've got a pass rush that should be able to heat up Ryan Tannehill. And this offensive line, that right tackle spot's banged up. Julio Jones, hamstrings, giving him a hard time. A.J. Brown blew up this past week. But I think you've got a couple of cover guys who can challenge him, and I think you can really rattle Ryan Tannehill's cage. It's all out in front of you. What more could you possibly ask for, especially when you got a bunch of guys who come from programs and organizations that expect to win? Bet Online has you covered this holiday season and beyond. 
with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. It's your number one spot for all the sports action this season. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage for all of these amazing offers. BetOnline, where the game starts. <sighs> My heart rate's going a little bit just recording this on Sunday night. I don't know if you guys can tell. And the news just came out. You can go ahead and put Quan Alexander on the list as well. Within the hour, Saints linebacker Quan Alexander has tested positive and will be added to the reserve COVID-19 list and missed tomorrow's game versus the Dolphins in the Super Bowl, that courtesy of Jeff Duncan. They might have two healthy linebackers on the roster right now. Pete, and one of them's a rookie in Pete Werner. The Saints... As it turns out, reportedly, had called both Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers this past week about coming out of retirement to play in this football game. If that doesn't give you some kind of context as far as what their expectations are for their quarterback situation with their season on the brink. And here you go, courtesy of Ami Just, uh, Deontay Harris, Malcolm Roach, Gerald Hawkins, and Kavari Russell uh, were added few hours ago, in addition to Quan Alexander. And the Dolphins um, thought this was interesting. They did not have a single player with an injury designation for this contest. Late season bye apparently did some good. If you aren't on IR or if you aren't on the reserve COVID-19 list and there's a handful of guys, mostly low-level guys, I know Duke Riley's on the list. He'll be a player they'll potentially miss, but I do think Sam McGuavin will be up to the task. Nobody who's healthy and available to play has an injury that's going to impact their availability. Another nod to the Dolphins and their opportunity that's ahead. And how good of an opportunity, how well positioned they are to take advantage of this opportunity. I'm excited, man. I'm excited about tonight. I'm looking forward to getting into uh, the, the details of what happens uh, tomorrow. My expectations are, are high. And the Dolphins have earned my trust back in that regard. You know, if you would have asked me two months ago, I wouldn't have expected anything out of this team. I expect the worst. But um, Miami with a win will enter week 17 against the Tennessee Titans in a playoff spot. With a win. Not a tie. Not a loss. But with a win. And if that win happens, by the way, I always like keeping track of this because of uh, how much outrage there was about this early in the season. Uh, Miami will have the same record 
as the San Francisco 49ers with two games left to play. And both teams will be in a playoff spot. And Miami will either be one spot behind or one spot in front of the San Francisco 49ers in the draft order. So for all that fuss about the trade up with San Francisco, the trade up with San Francisco and, and Philadelphia and how they bet on themselves by keeping San Francisco's pick instead of their own and how they gave away a top five pick. I think they ain't going to be top five. I think it'll be top eight. It's probably not going to be top 12. Even if things don't go the way we want them to here at the end of the season, this thing's probably fringe top 15 pick right in the dead center of the first round. And San Francisco's got no shoe in either. They got some competition for that playoff spot. The, the NFC is not quite as crazy as the AFC, but there's plenty of outcomes that see San Francisco, especially they play the Rams week 18. They got their hands full too. Who knows? But we'll find out soon enough. I can't wait for tonight's game. I hope you guys can't wait for tonight's game. Fins up. Keep it locked in. Right here on Locked on Dolphins. Let's go get a dub. Primetime dub against Saints. Who dat say they go beat them Saints? The Dolphins. That's who.